Live. Welcome to the Batmoon Podcast. This is your host, Rachel Eiley, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mimi and Jeremy. We're very excited to bring this new episode to you right from our Bad- Batwoman Podcast headquarters. Uh, before we get into the episode, we'd like to uh, commemorate and acknowledge our lovely DCTV Podcasts channel uh, is celebrating its five-year anniversary this past Friday, March 6th. Uh, we're very, very excited to be have this you know momentous occasion. And in case you did not see the announcement, we have launching three new podcasts because, of course, we are um, Superman <laughs> and Lois Radio, the Green Lantern Podcast, and Strange Adventures Podcast. And you can read more about that on the DCTV Podcast site. Should you like very exciting things going on? I don't know if I will watch any of those shows, but you know, I'm sure they will be great podcasts. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, hmm, episode this week, kind of good? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, honestly, that is the, the most shocking part. You know, we've spent a majority of this podcast, like, lovingly making fun of this show, but there isn't actually that much to make fun of. I mean, there still is, obviously, <laughs> stuff to make fun of, because yes, we will yes. find a way, but, you know, most of it was really good. I'm just like, where did this come from? <laughs> It's so out of left field from what we've had so far. Like, I'm not complaining. Where did this come from? Listen, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what intern got their hands on this, like, script, but give it to this intern. Yes, please. Because they did <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, no, it's been, um, it's been interesting because the past, like, week or so, I started watching Gotham. Um, it's like a slight uh, overlap of characters and just, like, the city of Gotham in general. It's been, uh, it's been interesting. <laughs> oh no, yeah, Gotham Gotham is quite the ride for sure. Um but yeah, no, also also like they brought in some like interesting comic book characters that I never thought would actually like make it onto TV like the fact that our villain was Duella Dent, I was like holy shit, deep cut. I Literally. Love, I love it when they pull out like very obscure characters from the comics and make them like the future on a TV show like I love that so much. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I know this is probably going to be like a discussion point later, but is, is it anyway? Is it weird to anybody else that Harvey Dent is still a respected ADA? <laughs> Just a bit. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he is actually he is in canon Two Face already by this point, right? Because Batman's a thing. Yeah. So, so he has to have been Two Face for some time and probably murdered some people. So, see, this wasn't you know, this wasn't weird. even like registering in my head is an issue because I keep being like, well, Bruce is little, so it would be the ADA. I'd like, no, that's the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, now I had an illuminating conversation with Andy the other night about how famous ADAs are, and the answer's not very. So, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he took down, like, a bunch of people and was in the paper or something. Who knows? Maybe they're going to yeah. tap that later. I think, I think Law and Order has, like, really inflated public perception of, like, the, like, you know, ADAs and DAs and stuff like that, because, yeah, like, for sure. you know, those type of shows always, like, look at that, that's ADA, insert name here, like, no, no no one, no one, unless you're actually involved in the system, knows the name of their, like, assistant district attorney, yeah. or anything like that. No, I, I live in Chicago, which is obviously a big city, but we have about 700 ADAs, so, <laughs> there's a few. <laughs> yep, so, yeah, no, good episode, though, and, like, you know, I I have been one of the anti-Sophie people. I really like Sophie this episode. She did good. I was I was it happy was, for her. 
It was cute. It felt, I mean, it wasn't all cute, but like, this episode was pleasantly good and I'm happy. For want, once. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I want more, like, I want more of this. I, I'm actually, like, actively looking forward to next week's episode, not a, oh, I'll watch this before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Okay, well, let's get into our discussion points here. Um, starting with the A-plot, of course. Okay, so I think we all had the same reaction to the beginning of this episode. Yeah. We were like, what the... What? <laughs> yeah, like, what in the world? Like, what hold the on. <laughs> It just, it does not, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable. (laughs) What is happening? What are we having? Why is she doing the Joker thing? I'm so confused. (laughs) It reminded me of like an earlier season of Supernatural when they had that, when a girl was like ripping off her skin. So like, I got throwbacks and confusion and also felt like I was watching a very messed up body dysphoria commercial. Like, and then then it. like when, the intro. Name, like, when you find out what her name is, it makes more sense. Well, at least, like, if you're familiar with, like, who the character is. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Duella Dent. That makes sense. But also, who? okay, still uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it wasn't a great visual, I would say. <laughs> at the least. Uh, but I do like that, like, they've actually kind of, like, had some kind of consistent element for this show now. Like, they're, they, they're leaning into the horror-esque vibe. Yeah. And... That's cool, because, you know, consistency does matter, and I'm glad they're building it in some regards. Yeah, they definitely embrace the horror this episode. I'm, I'm not normally not a really a horror fan, but I feel like they did it on, like, a level that was light enough that's, like, it's not going to, like, you know, throw anybody off too much. So, mm-hmm. I liked it. I was good. Uh, the beginning was weird, but, you know, they kept it going, so it uh, it works. Yeah, and it fits, and it fits with the whole like you know the fact that Creepy Dad is kind of like you know one of the main antagonists for the D plot and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so again, it all makes sense, which you know makes sense in Batwoman. That doesn't happen very often, so I'm, I'm gonna take it. I'll take it when I can get it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the expectations were low, but uh, you did good. So yeah, we'll take get it. a gold star this time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, moving on from there. Uh, so we have a little scene with uh, Kate and Kate is smiling, and Sophie is smiling, and like Mary is smiling, and Mook is smiling. Everyone's smiling, and I'm like, yeah, "Are you sure yeah, this the, is Gotham?" <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the smile definitely threw me off. I was like, "Wait, you're smiling now? You can you can smile? So she can do that? <laughs> they taught Ruby Rose how to smile. <laughs> what happened? What happened to Stoic Glance? Usually, Stoic Glance is just like your go-to. <laughs> it was uh, it was new." I liked how it was done, though, because it was cute. Like, I didn't expect it. And yeah. I also liked that we got we went from, like, oh, yes, cut up face to, oh, everyone's happy. All right. Contrast. I, I, I contrast. Also, <laughs> I also really enjoyed that, like, you know, that they were, like, you know, both Mary and Luke were basically trying to gossip with their friends. Like, oh, you're, you're sleeping with somebody now. Huh? What's going on? Yeah. Trying to blow Also, that they both just instantly assumed you got laid. Like, that was the assumption. I like they both were kind of glowy, so I like, know, but it still just made me laugh. That they're just like, you know what? You don't normally smile, so that means you got some, right? Like, <laughs> this is the only reasonable explanation for this. Yes. I mean, Clearly, yes. When it comes to Kate, like that's honestly not a huge logic jump. True. Yeah, it's valid. Because <laughs> I mean, she did smile a little bit when uh, she was hooking up with the one, the blonde chick from like the first two episodes i forget what her name is now uh the bartender um, chick yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i don't remember her name you. is either i miss the bartender girl whose name i forgot <laughs> we appreciated you in your limited uh, capacity <laughs> anyway 
Um, but yeah, Sophie is talking about Batwoman and kissing Batwoman. And I know we've been going back and forth on like where Sophie is under the, I know Kate is Batwoman or I don't. Okay, so, so here's my assumption on the whole kiss thing. Okay, so like, you know, Kate and Sophie have not kissed up until like the rooftop moment, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, they obviously made out a lot during their, like, academy days, in, like, their mil- in the military academy and whatnot, uh-huh. but that was early 20s Kate. Late 20s Kate definitely picked up a few more tricks, so, you know... I mean, she I'm, must have gotten I'm, good at something. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, 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 th- I'm thinking, you know, she pulled out, you know, some you know different tricks and whatnot that like you know she uh, kate did not know what last time she made out with kate so like oh that's definitely not kate kate didn't do this so i mean i, 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 I could buy I, that i don't think it's kate i could buy like, that you know in her 10 years of world training and all that stuff she maybe learned some kissing skills i don't know maybe we're I gonna see, bring a uh, league of assassins julia, That'd be julia seems to julia seems to think that she did i mean like i like she didn't, she doesn't, um, this is going to sound so mean. It doesn't seem like she picked up many, like, combative skills, like, over her tra- over her travels to try and, like, find Beth or whatever, whatever she was doing when she left Gotham. But she did seem to, you know, have a lot of interesting romances, so. Yeah. You know, like, sounds I, I, I think it definitely, I think it definitely fits. It makes sense. All right. We could deal with that. And then, you know, we're keeping going forward with Sophie. And, you know, there is her mother because parental yeah. stop plot lines. Yeah, because we can't we can't have Sophie just be cute. And, we, can't, like, we can't have like, nice things. It was, and, like, can we just, like, take a second to comment on how cute it was that both of them were, like, getting ready and, like, you know, like, Kate checking in, like, the mirror of a car to, like, see if her lipstick was right. And her, like, I was, I was just like, oh, this, this is cute. This is adorable. This is cute. Well, I like this. Um, yeah, but yeah, her mom, her mom kind of ruined that momentum. And you know, while I understand that this is a common thing, I hate the trope of like old Southern lady being like, "Oh no, I can't deal with the gays." <laughs> yeah. Like, wh- what do you mean you like Batman? It's like, well, yeah, Batman stood for ideals that I uh, like that I actually believe in. It's like, oh, we're going here. All Not right. those gay people. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going here. I'm just I like mean, honestly. He did, he did, he did dress a child in short shorts and, um, you know, <laughs> send him out to fight homicidal criminals, yeah. but, Watch you know, your assumptions at, there, le- at least he wasn't gay. I mean... The very least. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like it's kind of out because some people are actually like that, but I feel like we've gotten so much of that from the show already, I'm just like... That's what I'm saying, and, like, and again, like, I understand, like, they're giving off the vibe that her mom is, like, the old-school southern lady, but also, like, you live in a metropolitan city, like, I'm pretty sure you deal with gay people pretty often. Yeah. I'm getting, like, mixed feelings on it, because I'm trying to remind myself, it's like, we all have various city perspectives, and I know we're lucky to not have that yeah, I mean, involvement. Uh, yeah. So it's like I'm also trying, it's because I saw a lot of tweets about it last night when I like, well, technically when I watched it today, I then was like looking through the threads and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm thrilled other people got to see repre- represented. It just was one of yes. those like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm absolutely thrilled it happened, but also I'm just like, this is upsetting. Yeah, like, yeah, but like, I'm thrilled wanna... you get to like feel better because you're seeing something you didn't get to see when you're younger, even though it's a painful moment. 
Yeah, like, yeah, you I, know, no, but it's still just like, ah, I got feels, because I yeah, don't like, want I don't them want to, to keep doing it. that experience, but, like, yeah, also, it just feels weird that this is set now, and it's happening then. I mean, not to say that it prob- it doesn't happen now, because I'm sure it does. Yeah. But, like, it just still feels weird, like. Yeah, no, I was, I was tweeting last night and discussing that with some people, and I just, I wanted to make it very clear, you know, these podcasts are our opinions. If you do not agree with them, that does not mean your opinion is any less valid. You should feel totally valid in your opinions, no matter what they are. We think they are totally valid as well. Feel free to disagree with us if you want. Okay? Please do. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, for sure. Like, and that, and that leads to interesting discussions anyway. So, like, I, I'd actually, like, much prefer it than, like, having, like, a whole echo chamber type thing. So, yeah, yeah feel also, free. Go for it. I also did think it was kind of cute, though, when, like, Sophie pulled the gun out and the mom's like, I was, I'll call next time. Like, that felt that, weird. That was, that, that was a cute. That was good. It went south, but, like, that was, like, that's good. That's that, good. That, that wasn't great. I, I, I was like, okay, you know, because honestly, she lives in Gotham. I would not be surprised. I w- you know, I feel like pulling out the gun at an unannounced like entry to your house is very standard yeah. for someone who lives in. Gotham. I feel like that's a reasonable yeah. reaction. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on with our plot now, and of course, our main villain, a plot person, is also attacking the patients of the dude that kidnapped Atlas because convenient. Yeah, it took a bit. Yeah. So I, I was also confused because I was like, wait a minute. So Creepy Dad was also Mary's professor that wouldn't testify to get Jacob out of prison, but then eventually testified to get Jacob out of prison? Yeah, huh? that whole thing was something. I was like, wait, what? Like, I'm sorry, were we supposed to know that? They <laughs> like, mentioned he was in it so briefly when Mary was like obsessed with proving the whole Alice not dead, like that whole thing yeah, a couple yeah, episodes yeah, ago. Was that, yeah, was that supposed but, to be a hint? Like, because I didn't get any kind of hint that he was the same dude. Like, yeah, huh? no, I. Because, like, she went up to him and it was like, oh, like, I. It was confusing to remember. It's like, oh, yeah, she talked to him that one time. I didn't realize yeah. he was her professor because they didn't clarify that then. It sounded like she was just meeting him for the first time. But if you're in class for the entire semester, you probably have had a couple exams or papers you've turned in. You've probably said something to your professor at this point in the game. Yeah, I mean, because it's not like they're doing an, like an online course. Like, the, like she literally went into the, le- the lecture hall and, like, had a conversation with him. It's like, hey, when are your office hours? I need to talk to you about something regarding my dad's case. And it's just like, okay, so wait. So he's been here this whole time and, like, no one's noticed except for Alice? Apparently. I and mean, did Alice know the whole time? Because, like, when she talked about him, like, she was like, doctor, fix me. And she had, like, that angry tone in her voice. I was like, so did you know he was there and you didn't try to kill him? I'm not sure. I think I think she realized at some point. I'm not sure if she knew from the beginning. I think okay. she was potentially yeah. just making fun of him, which is I thought she figured it out last episode. Okay, yeah. No, because like, I remember at the yeah. end of last week she'd figured it out. Oh right, right. Yeah, you're right. Figured it out last episode. Okay, so yeah, you're right. Got it. Okay. Cool. So so yeah. And now she's just like all the anger that I love. <laughs> okay, so so this is so this is just a new revelation. So everybody was kind of thrown off by like creepy dad actually being here this entire time. And I, I would just like to take a small lawyer second and say you don't really get exonerated on one person's testimony unless they were like super relevant to the case. So that bugged me a little bit, but we can move on now. Um, <laughs> I also appreciated Alice um, not loving her obituary. <laughs> That was great, but also you have to admit that's pretty accurate. It was pretty I mean, true, you know. I mean, honestly, Rachel Skirsten was just so good. And, like, she was so great in that moment. I was just like, 
Because she knows she knows the right times to be extra, and like that was the perfect time to be extra. Yeah. Also, I love that they kind of like you know one of our big jokes like that have been all throughout the podcast is they, these people just need to go to therapy. Alice went to therapy, kind of. Seriously, I, yeah, yeah. No. She kidnapped a therapist, but you know, great, great job. You used the therapist in a good way, I guess. I mean, kind of question mark. <laughs> Also, also, it was kind of like a a low-key Batman reference because his name was Dr. Malone and Matches Malone is Bruce's, like, you know, criminal underworld, like, persona. So that was cool. Ah, Um, Interesting. Names are never nothing. (laughs) I I mean, the the, uh, the Arrowverse tends to always do that. But, yeah, no, I was like, oh, finally, you're in therapy. Oh, are you actually going to listen to him? Oh, she's going to kill him afterwards. She's going to kill this poor doctor. Uh, no, that sucks. Poor doctor. You just have, like, mandatory therapy for everyone in Gotham. I feel like that world would be such a better place. Seriously, yeah. though. Probably Star City, too. <laughs> and maybe Central listen, City. <laughs> listen, that is what you need. To, this is what you need to give every Arrowverse main character and major side character for their birthday. Just a free voucher for a session or two of therapy. No, honestly. In, in the very wise words of Courtney Ford... Everyone should be in therapy. So go be in therapy. It's it's very healthy. Mental health upkeep is very important. And honestly, it's like, it's something that everybody needs to consider. So like, definitely like that was, that was, and it was a fun scene just like her being like, you know, at first ignoring him and she's like, all right, shrink me. Do your thing. Let's let's see what you got. And then she's just like, huh? Yeah. He's right. Yeah, it was good. I appreciate that she actually like understood what he was saying and like was like, hmm, that's a good yeah, point. I'm still gonna kill you, even, but that was a good the point. No, the normal, the normal trouble of this is this, like crazy person, you know, just ignores the ignores the doctor even though they're right, and then kills them. But Alice was at least like, no, no, that's valid. That's a good point. You're still gonna, you're still gonna die though because I can't have people know I'm still alive. But I mean, that's just how that works. <laughs> Yeah, like she's not just killing him for no reason. Like she has to m- maintain his ident, uh, like her, like I guess anonymity and death. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I mean, I guess she's supposed to be dead for now, and she's not really. And going you know, there's a little, still a little bit of a like a glimpse of good in there too, because she was like, you know, I, you know, I really do wish this would have been a weekly thing, and you know, I feel like we all wish it could have been a weekly thing. I, I would. We do, Alice. We do. <laughs> I, yeah, seriously, I would watch an entire show of just Alice's therapy sessions. Like the Batwoman spinoff, we need Alice in therapy. <laughs> Alice in therapy. I would also like to see Marion therapy. Marion therapy would be really interesting. Honestly, like just get all of these characters in for a session, and like everything would be so much nicer. Yeah, like you know, you know those, you know those like shows on TV, like couples therapy and addiction counseling and stuff like yeah. that. Do that for the, Do that for them. That would be a really good show. I would be. I would enjoy that. All right. We should move on a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I know we, we kind of mentioned it earlier in the show, but uh, yeah, she's Harvey's niece and Harvey's a beloved ADA, which kind of, I just, I guess the implications are if we do eventually see Two-Face, we might see his origin story. And also, so I, I'm guessing that uh, because Two-Face is kind of like his whole motif is being two separate people, maybe they consider Harvey a separate person from Two-Face. Like, that's the only way I can justify, like, mm-hmm. them referring, like, treating Harvey like a separate person. It's interesting. I mean, 
we definitely have to wonder, like, if he is he too much of a Batman villain for him ever to bring him in? But like, I mean, didn't we hear that we were going to get Harvey at some point, or was that somewhere else? I, I, I feel like uh, I think maybe. we heard something about. I feel like we heard something about Harvey Dent at some point. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking of another show. Maybe it was Pennyworth or something. One of the weird, one of the many Batman spinoffs that are going Gotham's. on right yeah. now. Um. Yeah. No, I think you know. Obviously, we want Batwoman to have her own villains and such, but like you know, there's only so much. And like, in the wise words of Arrow, no. Um, <laughs> You gotta use some Batman villains sometimes. And and also, like, he has a ton. Like, obviously, like, the big ones that are directly associated with him, like, you, you're, you're never gonna see those. Yeah, but, no, we're not like, gonna see, like, the Joker or the Riddler. That's, okay, yeah. we got. I mean, we got as close to the Joker as we were gonna get with uh, Duella Dent yes, and her, we, her we'll, face cutting. We'll get there. <laughs> so, like, that was, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I feel like you know, Two Face is a big villain, but he's also sort of a mid-tier villain that's like small enough where like anyone could really use him. Yeah. Like, and because Kate has a relation to the Wayne family, like it actually it still makes more it still makes sense for somebody like a Two Face or even a Penguin to show up because their beef is mainly with the Waynes. So like it makes sense. Like I feel like any of those villains like fit the criteria to, like, make the cut to Batwoman, even if they are bigger villains. Somebody like a Bane or a Poison Ivy, nah. Yeah. Although, Poison Ivy would be really cool. That would be... Yeah. That would be very interesting. Hmm. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> but I like Harvey's niece, even though she's crazy. Like, I like the social media aspect. And a I, lot. I, I also just really enjoyed the, the like the possibility of Alice getting a side sidekick because she was interested in the little psycho and she saw a little bit of herself in her and she was like, okay. I'm on I was just like, this is an inspirational moment. <laughs> yeah, she great. took it. She took. She saw an opportunity and she took it in her own special way. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. Well, and I and I think it's like it's an interesting like she brings like uh like Duella brings an interesting message overall. I don't know about the execution of that message, but like <laughs> the whole idea of like you know not wanting to change yourself, and I mean it also reflects in Sophie's plot as well. So like it's an it's a good message, but kind of similar to the like the how queer is everything today episode. Don't necessarily know if I agree with the delivery. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like what uh, Mimi said at the beginning about the star kind of being like a body dysmorphia uh, thing. It's like they were kind of they were kind of playing at that. They obviously like went way over the top. So like, I don't think anyone was supposed to keep it that make that seriously. But like, it's still there. And you like at the very base, it's a concept that we maybe should be ca- talking about. So mm-hmm. I can appreciate it on that level. Yeah, for sure. I hope that, like, season two, when they want to do these types of episodes, they'll dive in a bit deeper and, like, use their whole, yeah, we got through our bumpy first season. We can hit those tough topics. But yeah. until then, I, until I, then. I, I, like the, I like the idea <laughs> of Batwoman being a show that actually, like, you know, addresses social in- uh, issues in interesting ways. Because Supergirl's tried and they they haven't really landed all that well. Arrow never, yes. never really did it. Um which is fine because Arrow is just more of an action-oriented show. It's not um, speak of uh, the Arrowverse and their gun control episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, like I, I think this could this could be a good place for it, and I, I like it makes sense for the type of person Kate is. Yeah. To like 
you know, more go after that type of stuff directly. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And when we got, like, the breakdowns for the characters at the beginning of the show, it was, you know, like, armed with a passion for social justice, which I feel like we haven't really seen at this point. Yeah. I would would definitely be down for more of that. Like, she she went on uh, the the magazine and she was like, oh, I'm a lesbian. But that's, like, it, basically. Because, like, I, I know the term, like, SJW has been, you know, gained a negative connotation over the years because the internet and, yeah. you know, those pe- the people on the internet d- do tend to go a little overboard. Yeah. But, you know, like, I think it is important to, you know, to fight for social justice in yeah. the right ways. And I think, you know, th- this could be an interesting avenue once they refine their writing a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. I think when you're just people just like give up and they're just like, well, I'm not going to fight for anything because it's too hard or blah, 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 whatever. It's like, no, you can't do that. You can't just give up. It's important that you're fighting, like, even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. So Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Um, but, yeah, getting into uh, the important stuff of this episode, uh, we have Batwoman and Sophie teaming up to tra- track down the villain. That and was I just, cool. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I like that a lot. That felt very much like something, like like a Batman Jim Gordon almost type thing. And I was like, yes, this is this is comic booky as hell. And I am here for everything like that has this type of motif. Because this is what I wanted from the show from the get-go. That was yes. what, like my, where my expectations were at the start. And I was like, okay, you're not here yet. Now I know you can do it, so... I'm going to expect more of this. I'm not I'm not going to expect it to happen often right now, but now that I know you can do it, yeah. I'm not just going to write you off. I mean, it's just like, you know, they finally figured it out and it worked so well. And I was just like, why couldn't we have had this from the beginning? <laughs> like, we just, we lost so much. Like, mm-hmm. And I, they gave it to us at a time where... I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, it's, it's weird because you know I, I've, I've talked to I've talked to a lot of uh, like other friends that like you know watch the Arrowverse stuff and like you know they they started Batwoman and they watch for a few episodes. A lot of them have dropped it because yeah, it's just kind of like it's lacking in quality and it doesn't have the same kind of momentum as like a lot of the other first season Arrow shows uh, yeah. Arrowverse shows did. Like Black Lightning was really good in its first season. Flash was really good in its first season. Arrow was kind of mad, but Arrow was also the first one, so everybody kind of gives that one a pass. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it was very good and I'm glad they got there, but it it shouldn't have been this hard. Like, it yeah. shouldn't have been pretty obvious from the beginning that this is the, this is the vibe that they were going for. Like, it's worked well in a lot of the other shows, even if they get, you know, the kind of comic booky, And, like, they can still talk about issues. They can still have, like, deep dramatic points. But just, like, you know, have some fun with it. Make you be like, oh, not a gritty, realistic world. Yeah, yeah it's, blah, it's blah, like, blah. wait, it's like fun. What is this concept? I, I thought we were just making a dark, gritty crime drama. Like, no, we, guys. We have our own dark, gritty world right now. We don't need yours, too. <laughs> These are based on comic books. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Please. I just honestly, it was executed so well in this episode. It just, it drives me crazy that it took this, this long to figure it out because they could have had this. It's one of those weird double-edged swords because you really like it, but you're also now really frustrated because like, so you can do this? Yeah. You're telling me you can do, you could have done this the whole time and you just chose not to? Yeah. I'm hoping they, they play up this element with Alice more because so far, I guess, we've seen it to some extent in the other episodes, mostly with like the one-off villains. Mm -hmm. I think it would be good if they get more of that into Alice's villain, because she has so much potential. Like, Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, no, it it's it's just it's it's a real it was a really good element, and I just I like that a lot, and I also like that like you know they had that dynamic, but it and it wasn't but it wasn't bogged down by like their re- current relationship status or like I guess inability to define their relationship at the moment. They like you know dropped dropped the BS and was like, okay, we got to do this now. Pe- people are getting caught up. We we we'll deal with our we'll deal with our love drama when we have time, but we don't have time. All right. So, but uh, then, uh, you know, we get a plot twist, and suddenly Alice matters towards the A plot. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was um, I thought that was cool that they found actually found a way to tie the plots together instead of having it be like two separate stories, like it's been for the past few episodes. I was like, okay. Honestly, I, I was like so taken aback. I was like, oh shit, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, like, I was not expecting that. Yeah, narrative through writing. Who would have thought? Okay. I feel like we need to keep our bars as low as we did going in for episode 14 for the rest of the season because we might end we up might liking it too much more. actually be happy at that point. That's, yeah. that's Look, a good idea, honestly. I, I, know, I know that's a that, that might sound a little mean, but like, yeah, no, keeping the bar low has like really done us some, like, done us favors, like, especially with this episode. Because, um, like, yeah, that was so good. Like, it actually, like, tied together really well. And, like, they actually really utilized the creepy face thing like without it feeling like forced like yeah, it, made sense. it actually like fell got folded into the plot like really well and i was like oh um okay <laughs> like this is good i didn't expect this <laughs> but yeah um, and, and they actually good. had like a cliffhanger that was like oh wow okay i, I really want to know what happens next now because it's about to get intense for alice oh yeah <laughs> crazy things gonna happen um i think you know, uh, they they did they used the whole gross face cutting off thing like so well, but I just I someone tweeted this and I I don't remember who, so I'm sorry, but they were like, it can't be that easy to cut up people's faces. It really is. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, you're right, you're so right. <laughs> just, but apparently, like, Alice is a pro at it, so you I know. Mean, Remember, remember, she was tortured and I mean, forced she lived to with do that this guy for, for a long time. Yeah, for like a decade. So, if anyone was going to get get a good, it would probably be her. Like, yeah, and, and and apparently, like her, so her like innate sewing and like you know good hand eye coordination skills like tipped her off to be like a virtuoso at this, according to Creepy Dad. Like, <laughs> we all just, have our strengths. <laughs> And Alice is sewing and cutting people's faces, so you know. Yeah, you know, and you know, and you know, manipulation, extortion, and murder. Like you know, yeah, just a, yeah. a, a little, little bit of everything. Of all like specific traits. Yeah, a little bit of everything. <laughs> little murder things, you know. So then we got we got Sophie and her mom at the end, and I I did want to note before before we get into any of that, I did want to note that we got some clarity here that her and Tyler are separated, which also isn't a super clear term. But I mean, I'll take it. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Oh, but also, where is Tyler? Like, just yeah. because they're separated doesn't mean that Tyler doesn't like, have did he a job. Just drop off the face of the earth, or what? Yeah, did, he, did he transfer? I'm, I'm not saying like that. I like care like significantly about Tyler, but his last episode was really good, <laughs> and I, like, I kind of want his sass. I, I like the sass. I mean, what just, I want to know is, like, did they live together? Because, like, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, yeah which, is also, which is also weird, because they were married, and, like, they didn't share a place, question mark? Yeah, 
it, it just it struck me that like because someone asked this past week who doesn't want this show was like oh are they still like are they still together and I was like uh maybe <laughs> I, I I honestly don't don't know. Don't really know they haven't really addressed it but yeah they are they're separated okay for now so I guess it's not cheating for now at least Sep- just Fred isn't like totally final so- but. Oh. So, like, is separated just kind of a fancy way of saying we're on a break? Like, more or yeah, less. Yeah, like, if they're on a break, maybe they haven't. My parents were legally declared separated for a really long time so they could afford the divorce because that okay. shit's expensive. Okay, so, so, like, that, I'm thinking okay. of it like that. We're okay, like, that, that maybe. Makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, that that's my guess. It's just like, maybe they're legally separated. They're yeah. not outright no, divorced. It does, it does have somewhat of a legal meaning. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so, so it's more of like a stopgap to divorce until you can actually yeah. afford all like or the until you decide like maybe yeah a lot of people yeah. Are, okay it's it's, gotcha. it's not it's not fully committed to the end of the marriage but it's it's yeah. getting there so it's, gotcha. yes <laughs> okay that makes sense okay right. and then we have I, I've always been pretty vague on that yeah like, I, I, you hear it a lot on TV but no one ever clarifies what that means we 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 see that a lot in the the law that I do so. We talk about those things. Um, but yeah, uh, we talked about it a little bit before, but Sophie, sad. Oh, Sophie. That, no. Yeah, Sophie. Oh I, felt, oh, I felt real bad. I was like, oh, that's, that's, not, that's not fair. Just, oh. Our poor characters. Like, why do you gotta be like this? Why do you gotta be like this? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, like ju- ju- just a second ago, she was just trying to be cute and, like, you know, dress up for her, like, vigilante makeout buddy. And then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, mom just got to show up out of nowhere and just ruin everything. Thanks, mom. Gosh, well, like, mom. honestly, though, the mom's, what did you think, the disappointed line? Like, I'm butchering the line, but, like, that line was good. I'm like, oh, yes, I feel that. Uh, I was like, dude, that, that, all of that hurt. That, that really hurt. When she was like, did you not expect me to be disappointed? <laughs> like, <sighs> oh. Like, I get it. it. It was very fitting because, like, it's clear she's been so very hiding it from her mom, and now the mom's got the confirmation. And, like... Yo, and, and that dramatic walkout, I was like, okay, oh, dang. Oh, like, dang. Like, I didn't like it, but that's only because, like, it hurt. I'm lucky to have family that's supportive of me being into more than just guys. Like, my parents are cool to the fact I'm by. Yes, I'm engaged to a dude, but I'm lucky that they didn't go, oh... So, like, they didn't question me and, like, make me feel like shit for it. And I felt so bad for Sophie at that moment because I know so many people have that experience. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah. now I want to hug Megan Tandy again, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, that, that sucks for you, dude. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry you have to deal with that. But I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you'll be able to, you know, hopefully, you know, get to some find someone who accepts you and understands you. Yeah. And, and I mean, it is it is a valid reminder that a lot of people are still dealing with these things, unfortunately, even in 2020. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, just, just because it's modern times doesn't mean that everyone is just going to instantly be accepting. I mean, like... Yeah. There's still plenty of homophobic people out there, don't worry. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's hope that at least in the realm of that woman, Sophie's mom will get better. Yeah. And grow because she loves her daughter. She just shows it in a like very old fashioned dated southern way, or, says or, the New Yorker. Or, but still, you know. Or at least or at least they'll do the trope of like her dad at least understands her and maybe the dad'll back her up. If the dad's yeah. still alive. That'd be a nice twist. Know. 
Because we I don't like know. Because like you know, her her mom is uh, her mom is obviously an older woman. We don't know if the dad's still alive, but hopefully, at least maybe her dad will back her up if her dad is still around. And like, does she have siblings? Now we're yeah. like questioning Sophie's backstory that we didn't get fleshed out. Actually, also, yeah, that would be really interesting as well. Like to see like if Sophie had siblings and if like those siblings like you know would support her and like maybe yeah. try to talk to their mom for Sophie. And, like, advocate, like, no, Sophie's done a lot of great stuff. You shouldn't just, you know, take that away from her because of, you know, her, you know, her personal preferences. Like, yeah. it's not like she had a choice in any of it. I love that. I love that line that she said. She Because, uh, like, you know, I understand, the, like, the logic that, like, her her mom is, uh, like, you know, presenting to her despite how flawed it is. Like, she's like, you know, you, do you really want to make it that much harder on yourself? You're already a woman. Of, you're already a woman. You're already a woman of color. <laughs> You've already had to, you know, you know, prove yourself so much to the world, and you're gonna just throw this onto it. So I, I it was such I, a hard moment. Like, yeah, that yeah. was that was so good. And then I love Sophie's response. She goes, "I didn't have just like I don't didn't have a choice in any of that. I didn't have a choice about this. So you should you of all people should understand that." And I was just like, "Oh man, this is great. Why is this is so well written?" I, yeah. I actually took this dramatic moment seriously. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's the one thing consistently kind of do right on the CW. Not like all the time. Yeah, but for some oh, reason, yeah. I feel like that's the universal truth that all the writers will agree on. They're like, hey, wait, we're going to mess up a lot of the representat- representation, but we're going to do it right for the gays. Not always. <laughs> not always. I'm saying that Shout thinking of the, the 100 exactly in my head. But like, you get what I'm saying. Let's, let's not get started on the 100. No, no. Yeah, I think I think it's important that if we are going to have plots like this, um, and people are going to feel themselves represented in plots like this, we do need a positive follow through of it and getting letting oh, yeah. the people see that you know there's a chance for redemption here. Your parent might turn around because like to those teenagers who are like dealing with homophobic parents, it's so important that they know that like this is not necessarily going to be your forever. Like there is hope. And here. I and I also really appreciate that like Sophie is someone who is like, you know, 28, she's almost 30. And like, this is like the first time that she's having this conversation because I have plenty of friends that are around my age that like, that, you know, just recently discovered within like the last few years that they were bi or they were gay or, you know, something of like something of that nature. So like, it's not you don't you don't just find this out when you're a teenager. Sometimes it takes a long time for you to really discover yourself. And so like it doesn't you shouldn't shame yourself into believing you're like less than something because you discover this part of yourself later in life, you know? Yeah. Like I think that's that, that's also a really cool element to Sophie's character. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's um yeah, no, I think obviously they're dealing with difficult elements here. And if, if I think they're going for what I hope they're going for, I think it will be done well. If oh, not, yeah, I guess sure. we'll see. <laughs> I mean, if, if they don't, we got plenty to yell about. And yeah, that's yeah. always fun. All right. I think, are we are we good on the subject of Sophie? Yeah, now? I think we're oh, totally, yeah, let's go sure. on that yeah. mouse note, because that mouse scene hurt too, and I yeah. didn't expect that. Like, like yeah. Ooh, and they, they showed the fear toxin, like they outright were like, fear toxin. All right. I wasn't I really expecting it. to be sympathetic I also liked for that. It had like a little logo on it with the fear. Yeah, I was like, like fear. oh, does, does, does Scarecrow have a brand? Does he just like stamp? Yes. He stamps. All, I, I now I'm imagining like Scarecrow stamps all his canisters with, <laughs> with like the like, with like a like you know one of those like you know how like celebrities have like the autograph stamp and stuff. Yeah. 
Like, Scarecrow has, like, an industrial stamp where he just brands his, like, fear toxin. The scare stamp. <laughs> yes. I can see that happening, for sure. Trademark that shit. <laughs> uh, we should also talk a little bit about our B-plot. I, when I was, like, writing these out, I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, what's B-plot and what's not B-plot? And it was more just like, this is this A-plot and this is everything else. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fitting. So, yeah. Ma- Kate, just tell Mary... Please tell Mary. Please just tell Mary. God, that was so painful. I all I also love that Mary came up with Kate's color for her. Yes, that was wonderful. And I'm just, I was just like, I've seen like, can the Arrowverse please stop this trope about? Oh, you didn't trust me to tell you. You know I'm upset. Yeah, like, like I'm so guys. done with it. I'm so done with it. <laughs> like. You you have seen that you you've been targeted by villains without knowing their secret identity, right? The, but not, so what makes you think that now that you know you're safer, like you're even less safe? Yeah. But like, I also like that Mary just like she knows and she's just waiting for Kate to tell her, which, which I, was cute. Which like I, I thought that was much that's, better. That's a lot. Yeah. But I still want her to know. Oh, that's for a lot sure. better than for Mary sure. being bitter about it. Like, I'm glad Mary isn't bitter about it. When she realized it, she's just like, no, I'm going to let Kate tell me on her own time, which is, you know, which is great. Like, I feel like more side characters and or more characters associated with, like, a superhero should take that approach instead of, why would you lie to me for many all these years? You were my best friend. I trusted you with all this stuff. <laughs> cough, cough, Lena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, still, like, let's hope. I, li- I like that at least Mary's having her as we love to see it, very positive side in the best way possible. Other yes. than, like, that lovely weird scene with Alice, which was great, and the bleach comment, like, the bleaching blood. Oh, that was, that was, <laughs> that was I, amazing. I, the shade battles between Alice and Mary are, are, like, some of the best highlights of each episode. Just, anytime they get to do that, it's great. It's like, ugh, now I need a bleach uh, transfusion. It's just like, oh, I'll take that as a compliment. I'm just like, you guys are great. You guys... It's- I think it's both because they're just both such like quality actors and quality characters. They do it so well. Yep. And I'm just like, at the same time, I'm like, please don't like give me a whole plot of them like going off in each other. Cause I don't really need the like whole sis- sister rivalry thing going on. Yeah. yeah. I-, I-, I also wanted to acknowledge that. I was kind of sad that like, you know, uh, that um, Alice didn't just outright say, no, it's because you're my sister too. Yeah. Basically. Like, I mean, she- she's not, she's not there yet, but I hope she'll get there. Yeah, I would like that. <laughs> I'd like it to get wrapped up as, at least by the end of the season. I don't want it to carry on to season two, Same. where they're still seeing each other's rivals. I don't mind it for now because like Alice has done a lot of messed up things to Mary, um, so like I can accept it. And I agree with you, Rachel. Like I, on that point, like I, as much as I love these moments, I don't want too many of them because I don't want to get spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Like it, it, it it's just it's just a little treat. You don't you don't need it too often. But like, we just want we just want them all to like be happy together because they're all great. Like, why why can't why can't y'all just get along? Like, go to therapy and get along. That, can't we have nice things? Yeah, two things that we want. And then um, at the end of the episode, I, or the end of the recap that I was reading, I realized I was like, oh, Jacob did something at some point. Yeah, like they went on to his whole prison yeah. plot where like he got saved from getting shipped. I don't, I don't <laughs> so I'm not going to affront with you guys. I didn't care and I wasn't paying attention at all. So it had to do with the Lucius case? Yeah, that's about as far yeah. as I got. It was like, oh, it was something about 
Lucius's supposed killer and the cops yeah, trying where, to coerce yeah. a confession. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, where he was murdered at the Seven Eleven, and then the crows possibly hid evidence about the murder. I think. I was like, okay, really, you're gonna murder a character as epic as Lucius Fox, and you're just doing it as like a shootout in an effing Seven Eleven. <laughs> I was like, come on. Oh, because he wanted to get ice for Luke's graduation or and or like he was going to college. They were excited. Like, no, that's such a bad off scene death. I, I do. I do, I do like that. This is this might lead to like Luke in his own episode so we can get further development for him besides being, you know, straight Curtis. Yes. Um, so yeah. that's, that's the other thing is I definitely you know, I want Luke to get the development. And I feel like this plot should have been Luke's and not Jacob's. Yeah, it, it was weird. It was, were... it was weird that Jacob was involved. I was expecting like we we find out that on his downtime, which we don't ever really see because we only see him really interacting with Kate. I I think it would make a lot of sense to me that on his downtime, ever since that like judge was exposed, his what he does in his free time when he's not helping Kate is looking for like justice for his dad because you know his dad was such a hero to the city and he wants to make sure that legacy is preserved because. You know, makes sense. Someone's huge like Lucius Fox. You don't just, you know, off screen kill them. Yeah, I think, I mean, even if like Luke started it and he kind of like bumped into Jacob and Jacob was like able to give him stuff for the from like the crows and stuff and they like work together, I think that would be really good. But just having Jacob go out and do it just feels wrong. And I was yeah, just like, I can't make myself it, care about this. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's the right person for this. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's not his fight. It's yeah. like they spun a roulette, ro- uh, like a rule. Uh, uh, roulette. Thank you. My brain yes. did not want to <laughs> say that word. It's like they spun that and it landed on Jacob instead of him, and they were like, "All right, that works." Yes, that's what and we do. Like, All right. <laughs> Look, they they need to expand that writers room dartboard because like, but but they don't have that many options anymore. I guess. Shot got a skewed horn. The straight white male character in there. <laughs> it's gotta be there. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, that wraps up our plot discussion, getting into our uh, discussion points. Uh, so we did talk about this a little bit at the beginning, but like the beginning was super creepy, but it kind of worked for the tone with the rest of the episode. So like, for sure. Like it, it, that's why it didn't bother me as much because it wasn't just a, you know, bam, it, that didn't really make sense at all. Why was it there? No, it fit all throughout the episode and like it was an it was an interesting through line, and like Mimi said in the beginning, like I liked the, like that contrast of like the the really creepy face cutting and then smiling Kate, smiling Sophie. Yeah, right. I was just like, you know, it was it was really jarring, but like they blended it into the episode well, so I'm not just like, oh wow, that was the only weird thing about this episode. I was like, oh no, it kind of works. So I'm I'm just really glad that they didn't shoehorn like a like a slowed down version of that one song, uh, that one old song, smile. Oh, Jesus. I, I I feel like that's what, the, what any other show would have done. Yeah, uh, but, I'm glad they didn't like, do that. <laughs> they didn't do it. Okay. Um. So I think we very briefly referenced this earlier, but um. So there's obviously a lot of unmentioned homage going on to the Joker here. Yeah, and they, they just like very straight up did not mention like mention it at all and that was definitely a very intentional i'm honestly honestly very surprised that duella didn't start off like you know when she when she met like the one the one instagram makeup girl that she was friends with quote unquote and she didn't start with you want to know how i got these scars yeah right (laughs) (laughs) i i I, i know i I just i kept expecting them to be like some tie-in at the end um I mean, it was obviously a very intentional choice that they didn't, which 
I can appreciate just that they did wanted to keep this somewhat separate. Like they didn't feel the need to like go ham over fist acknowledging yeah. him. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that they didn't do anything on the nose, like she dyed her hair green or something. Yeah, you know? that would have been like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I, nope. it was I think it was a good choice. Um and they like obviously did it enough in their plot where it was like, Oh, you're gonna you're gonna like understand what's going on here. Um but they still like made it enough their own that like it was an original story. It's not just like, you know, a cheap uh, mm-hmm. copy. So Oh yeah. And it wasn't like they were like directly referencing like all anything like Joker related besides the whole scars and face thing. Yeah, they they kept so, it in its own territory, which was good. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was funny that her first like murdery fight outfit had the mask, and then the rest of the episode it didn't. Yeah, <laughs> like they were like, okay, oh yeah, so, let's have that like very. Very yeah, useful yeah. for the right now mask, and then yeah, the rest because, of it. Because it, like, it, it, it hid the smile scars, and it made her look kind of ninja-esque. I liked the mask, though. It looked, looked kind of ninja-y. I, I dug that. Also, I don't know if this was just me, but like when I saw her in the costume, you know, obviously we saw her like in the beginning scene, but when I saw her in the hoodie costume, I was like, wait, is that the actress who plays Liv from iZombie? Because she kind of <laughs> looks like the actress who plays Liv on iZombie. But it wasn't her. I Googled it. It wasn't her. But uh, I thought I just thought that was interesting. I was like, huh, they've got a resemblance. Did not notice. All those blind, before. blonde white girl actresses. Yeah. <laughs> um, stockpile. So we talked a little bit about how this is, you know, becoming comic booky, and we kind of like where that's going. Do we want to see more of this going forward? I mean, I'm definitely oh, a yes. Oh hell yeah! Please. Like, <laughs> this needs to. This need. They need to just go full in on it. I. I feel like none of the Arrowverse shows have gone full in on the actual comic book elements. I feel like fl- like Flash and maybe Legends are the closest. Yeah. Legends especially because Legends is just all about having fun, as much fun as possible. Yeah. Which is which is why it is like the best show in the Arrowverse. Like, don't at me. <laughs> um. Don't get me started. Yeah. No. I think. I think. The, the real mistake that the writers made in the beginning of the show was modeling it after Arrow and not modeling it after the other shows that are a lot more comic booky and a lot more fun. Like, mm-hmm. I I guess they were like, oh, well, Arrow's going away, so we need another, like, dark, gritty show. I was like, did we really, though? Like, cause I, I don't mean, feel like we do. Honestly, even even Batman stuff, right? Batman is dark and gritty, but dark, at the end of the day, Batman is still, a, like, a comic book hero. So there's a lot of comic booky elements. Those are the parts that make Batman more interesting than just reading, like, a Dick Tracy book or, like, a, a Nancy Drew novel or something like that. Although, Nancy Drew is still pretty great. But that's another show. <laughs> Watch Nancy Drew um, on the CW. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, no, like, point being, the comic book elements is, is what separates Batman and the Bat Family stuff from your average, like, true crime detective story. And as much as I'm into true crime... What I come to a Batman show for, or a Bat-related show for, is the comic booky elements. So, like, I would definitely like more of those incorporated in. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and hopefully, like, when they were writing this episode, they saw that it worked better, and they're going to like make the rest of the season more like this. I hope. I really Thank hope. For us. <laughs> like, please, just keep doing this. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, so how are we feeling about Batwoman and Sophie, and how do we feel about Sophie and Kate? I do like that. Um, I mean, 
yes, it was because of Luke's prodding, but I do like that, um, you know, Kate actually took responsibility and was like, you know what? No, I'm, it's not fair to do this to you. Like, I'm not just going to keep lying to you and, like, letting you have this relationship with someone you don't even know. So I'm going to just cut it off right here. I was like, okay, you're not going to try to drag this out. I, I appreciate this. But, I mean, the mom, the mom came in before they could officially, like, have that final talk. So I guess not entirely ended so we'll have to see but i did like that they uh, addressed it that quickly i yeah. didn't expect it to get addressed so quickly and easily which was nice like i thought that was a very mature decision for kate while i did like seeing them both be sickeningly sweet happy because that was very cute it just i liked her conversation with sophie about it, like you don't deserve if you're with me you're with someone that's hiding and you don't deserve that and i thought that was very sweet so i hope that kate will figure out a way to make it work maybe I, in theory. i honestly think that's something that sophie needs right i like sophie hasn't had experience literally with anyone outside of kate like when it comes to women like, you know, she's been with Kate and with Batwoman, who is also Kate. So I feel like Sophie should also Kate. <laughs> take some time to, like, you know, date around and, like, figure out what she likes that's not Kate. Uh, yeah. I hope we get, like, more random little subplots for Sophie, just like Sophie on other dates. She deserves that, like, very proud and, like, okay person that's just like, yeah, no, I'm gay, bye, whatever they are, and just be like, yeah, I like you, you're awesome. Like, I want her to have that. Sophie getting yeah. a life, yes. Like, yeah. Sophie deserves that. You know, the whole yeah. the whole thing kind of reminded me of Superman stories where Lois doesn't know that Clark is Superman, and she's, like, very much dating Clark, but also having a love affair with Superman. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm just like, no, no, no. Uh, so how's that working? <laughs> those are always fun. Although, although I, I like to think that, like, super, Superman, like, he understands, and so he he's playing into it just as much, which I think Kate does too. Um, and I think that's part of like part of what she likes about it. Uh, yeah. But also, again, like Mimi said, it's a very mature decision to like you know consider her own happiness, like to consider like what Sophie needs right now versus like what makes Kate happy. You know? Yeah, and it was. That's it was a very Kate thing. It was definitely a very mature decision um, for her to make, especially when you know she's kind of growing up in a lot of ways in her return to Gotham and the way she's treating things. So it was, it was appreciated because you know, it was coming from a very immature relationship of theirs, you know, when they were just like high school or kids or whatever. So, mm -hmm. all right. Do we have any other thoughts before we want to move on to feedback? No, I would, let's do I, it. I would, well, I, the only thing I would say, I would like to see like Kate have an actual like love interest, like not to cause like, obviously not to cause like a love triangle thing, but because, mm -hmm you know sophie she wants sophie to have her own thing and she doesn't want to complicate sophie's life with you know throwing herself in there i want kate to be happy so let her have her own love interest and like while so while sophie's figuring herself out and if it's meant if sophie and her are meant to be they can come back together when you know they're both in better places like i feel like that would be a good way to do it yeah i think that would be good especially if, if they are going to keep sophie around for more than one season um I don't, I don't feel like it's a given that they're going to kill her. Um, I feel like it's fairly likely that they might write I, her off. I think I think she's going to end up joining the GCPD since she got axed from the Crows. Um, mm. And they might end up, like, making her a Jim Gordon-esque character. That would be like, interesting. 
that's that's the route I see them going, especially with how the, like the, the track down went, where she was like, you know, I hacked into the crow's radio and I was listening in, and she, you know, she's following in on her own car, you know, or do, oh, you know, working on cases despite not being a crow and not being assigned to this. I think she's gonna end up like realizing that okay, I can't. Obviously, the crows aren't gonna let me back in. Gotham still needs me. Let me. I have enough. Like I am overqualified to be part of the GCPD. Let me join the GCPD, try to fix it from here. And the GCPD already have an established relationship with working with bat people. So it's not going to be as looked down upon as, you know, with Jacob and his old, I hate that symbol. I'm not working with them. I don't care. So I feel like that would be the better route for her. I have no rational reason, but I don't like them. But then, like, Jacob called at the end and was just like, I need someone I can rely on. And I'm like, Jacob, knock it off. You're being inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Just but saying. Yeah, that's, that's the path I see for Sophie, and that's what I hope that, uh, will happen. Like, that's just my personal theory. That'd be interesting. That's, um, that's an interesting uh, angle. All right. Are we good now? Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to feedback. Um we are obviously recording early in the week just because this was the only night that works for us. So we have a little less feedback than uh, normal, but yeah, say let me. Okay. Uh, starting with tweets, we got our first from Kenny Carly Jr. And he said, good episode of Batwoman. Really enjoyed it. The Batwoman and Sophie scenes were great. And Kate has been through a lot this season already. Yes. I feel like that definitely sums everything up. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the, yeah, the Kate and Sophie scenes were awesome. And it's, it's so weird because again, I started off like just really not liking Sophie and now I really like Sophie. So, yeah. She's had a good character arc. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can read Pamela's one. Pamela All Harvey right. tweeted, it's interesting how bad adjacent so much of it is. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, it is <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I've got uh, Mark Bickford. Uh, he says, uh, I love the horror angle they've been taking lately. Never thought we'd see Joker's daughter. Mary needs to remember she told Batwoman uh, that she didn't want to know who she was, but Batwoman has gone, um, um, has gone walkabout and Harvey Dent is still a respected ADA. Yeah, weird timeline. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that was one of the questions I had. The timeline is a little weird with yeah. Harvey being respected. Again, I, I chalk it up to them like separating Harvey Dent and Two Face as two separate entities. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, they, think, they don't they don't ever explain it. I think it might have just been at this point. It might have just been a decision to not like make a decision on that yet because if they like you know. If they like said that was Two Face, they obviously made a decision that like they weren't going to show his origin story in Batwoman, and it might have yeah. just been like, well, we're like we're saving this. If it if it happens, it happens. If not, it doesn't really matter. Could I? Could I swear? I I'm pretty sure I heard uh, like I saw an article somewhere that like two like Harvey Dent is going to be in Batwoman. Yeah. Or, but I, I I could be wrong. Uh, I'm, I I I read a lot of like news articles about castings that don't end up actually happening. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and just you know, I think it, it might have been a decision not to make a decision at this point. So that makes sense. Um, we got Keenan Walker. He said, "I was actually interested in Sophie's story, and I hope we get to see her accept herself with that without the need of acceptance from her parents." Agreed, Keenan. After all those emotions, we have to we have to Kate lie to Mary. Tell her you're Batwoman. I hope Mary doesn't slap and pull Adelina Luther. Hashtag stop hurting Mary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, look, 
Lena is your example of what not to do and how not to react because this is the most annoying subplot. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I just, I hate it. I really hate it, and I, it needs to stop. You're valid. Uh, You're valid. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, Mary, once Mary knows, I think everything's gonna be great. Not just because we'll get like the ship opportunities between her and Luke, but like. Kate really does need a sister with, like, especially after all she's been through. And Mary can definitely help with that. And I love how Mary is to help. Like, she was just like, you know, I can help you with this or, or this if you need a side person. Mary's just such a good egg, honestly. She really is. <laughs> she's just so good. No one no one deserves Mary. But you we don't all deserve need. Mary. All right. Do you, one of you guys want to uh, hit up our one email? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, from I'm going to just say Rachel. It's new cause... Rachel, yeah. Yes, okay, it's new Rachel. Hey, new <laughs> Rachel, my bad. Uh, I just realized I don't really read their last name a lot, so my brain just went, what? Uh, but their lovely email is Dear Batwoman Podcast. So why exactly has there been so much skin mutilation on this show, especially on people's faces? And how has that been allowed in the APM time slot on the CW? That is a good question. It is a, it is a weird thing. <laughs> like, I've always thought it was odd that, like, Supergirl is the 9 o'clock show and Batwoman is uh, the 9 o'clock show. Maybe next season they'll switch it around. But to go <laughs> on... Uh, alphabetical order or something? Like, yeah. uh, I know this is a Bat Family show, so I should probably be used to it, but it still felt like my tolerance for gross things are being tested. And that's me speaking as someone who, just a few days ago, had to go through a procedure called... External fixation, which among other things involves having metal rods inserted into the bones to stabilize them after fractures because I accidentally broke my leg. I am so sorry. Ow. Um, but I'm happy you're okay enough to write us a lovely email. Oh, God, that sounded worse. Um, uh, <laughs> please be okay. Yeah. Please be okay. Please be okay. Uh, anyway, which is fitting because I was going to say anyway. Uh, anyway, this is really good episode for Sophie. I'm really intrigued by the relationship between her and Kate. And, of course, Mary was great as always, and it made sense for her to help out Team Batwoman with this particular case. I don't know a lot about Duella Dent as a villain. In fact, I only recognized her name, and I also think that's because she was in DC Bombshells, which I read most of. But her family is interesting, and it was a good decision to tie her and Alice together by having her be operated on by Alice's creepy kidnapper. Although I do confess I forgot they were the same person and thought they weren't for a little while. Because I feel you're like being... everybody did. You and everybody else knew Rachel. Yeah. yeah. Do not feel yeah. bad, knew Rachel. We all forgot. Uh and thought that they weren't for a little while before remembering that they are. Most consistent schedules would be uh, more pre- more appreciated CW. Thanks, new Rachel. Um, All right. Much, uh, much agreed there, especially yeah. the scheduling part. Because, like, these, we, these like, arbitrary breaks are just weird. Yeah. Like, especially those last week was so bad because it was like, well, they're just going to not have any episodes because it was Super Tuesday and because our show is on a Sunday, they're just not going to do it. But then Black Lightning was aired anyway. <laughs> it was just like, well, that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, their, scheduling, their scheduling department needs to get their shit together for real. Yeah. All right. Um, wraps up our feedback. You guys want to go to social media handles. Mimi, you want to start us off? Yeah, you can find me at Morganstine17, and the Book Dragon Reviews is still a work in progress. But yeah, yeah that's our yeah. podcast. We're, we're listening. Uh, I'm listening. Mimi's reading. We'll get to it. I swear we will. I swear. It's coming. I just finished, it's out there. I just, I just finished Crescent City. I have feelings, and I have to wait. But we'll save that for our podcast. Hey. 
Yep. Uh, so yeah, with me, uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Vlare.tv at Mr. J's Reviews. Um, uh, you just you know go on Vlare.tv and search Mr. J's Reviews. You'll find me there. That I do episode reviews every week on all most of the CW shows and a wide variety of different TV shows and other nerd culture stuff. So definitely look forward to that. And I have a TV-related podcast, Channel Chasers, uh, where we discuss a bunch of different TV shows, like different season wrap-up discussions every week. This week we're doing the USA show Dare Me, which is a really interesting uh, crime suspense cheerleader drama on USA that just wrapped up. Really good if you're into like suspense mystery type stuff. Uh, definitely check it out if you have the chance. All right. And as always, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Canary at Law. I think, I think that's the only social media handles I need. You can also find me at Canary at Law at, at AO3 in case you like fan fiction. I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, I think we're good for now. We will see all you peeps later. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye.